Let us be attentive. O Lord, how magnificent are your works. You have made all things in wisdom. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, you know that a man is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in, Christ, in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law shall no one be justified. But if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we ourselves were found to be sinners, is Christ then an agent of sin? Certainly not. But if I build up again those things which I tore down, then I prove myself a transgressor. For I through the law died to the law, that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Peace be with you, the reader. arise. Let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Let us be attentive. At that time, a lawyer stood up to put Jesus to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered right, do this and you will live. But he desiring to justify himself said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, 
He had compassion and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he sent him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, The one who showed mercy on him. And Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. On May 16, 1998, 15-year-old Christopher Searcy was playing basketball with his friends when he was shot in the chest by some gang members driving by, and a bullet perforated his aorta. His friends helped him to get within 40 feet of the entrance to Ravenswood Hospital in Chicago, and then they went inside to ask for help. The hospital staff refused to help Christopher, saying that it was against the hospital's policies to administer any aid to those outside the hospital walls. Despite the pleas of friends, neighbors, and the police, no one helped, and the teen bled out and died. We are faced with a similar story this morning, brothers and sisters. A man is assaulted by thieves and left half dead on the side of a road, suffering, bleeding, and in agony. No one stops to help. Even a priest and a Levite simply pass by on the other side of the road pretending not to see the victim just feet away from them. But a foreigner from the land of Samaria sees the naked man about to die, and he has, as the gospel says, compassion. That is, he is viscerally moved inside of himself at the sight before him and is thus compelled to go to him and to tend to him. As it says, he binds up his wounds and takes him to an inn where he can rest, be nourished, and recover. On one level, 
This gospel is about God and man. It can be understood, understood spiritually in the following way. The man going down from Jerusalem to Jericho represents you and me, the human race, which at first dwelt high up in paradise in communion with God, but due to its disobedience and sin, fell from the lofty heights of spiritual illumination and went down into the valley of the sinful passions and base earthly living. In this fallen state, the robbers, i.e. the demons, had open season, so to speak, on humanity and stripped it of its primordial beauty. Beating and making sport of fallen man, leaving him half dead. The priest and the Levite that pass by represent the law and the prophets, since the old covenant could only shed light on sin, but not cure it. As St. Paul told us in Galatians, that justification, healing, could not come by the righteousness according to the old law. And so humanity remained stripped of God's glory, wallowing in misery. The Samaritan who journeyed from a faraway place is none other than our Lord Jesus Christ, who, as St. Paul tells us in Philippians, though he was in the form of God, emptied himself taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. You see, Christ looked upon withering and writhing humanity, a plaything of the devil, and was moved to compassion, so moved as to traverse the infinite expanse between his uncreated nature as God and our created nature becoming man. The Greek word used in the gospel of compassion, esplachnisti, means quite literally that your insides, your guts, are stirred up. And so the divine and living word of God stirred up within himself with deep compassion, took on human nature in order to heal it, to free it from the demon's power, and to clothe it once again in glory. It is as St. Gregory Palamas wrote, through the fall, our nature was stripped of its natural divine illumination and resplendence but the word of God had pity upon our disfigurement, and in his compassion, he took our human nature upon himself, healed it, and at his transfiguration on Mount Tabor, he manifested it to his elect disciples, clothed once again most brilliantly. He showed what we once were and what we shall become through him, in the age to come. Then rescuing humankind from its hopeless condition, 
Christ entrusts us to an inn, that is to the church, where our health is maintained and we grow stronger and stronger, arriving finally at the fullness of the stature of Jesus Christ through the life lived within and according to his holy church. Now, brothers and sisters, if we are to be called to carry and bear the name of Christian in truth, should we not be like our Christ in every way? On the day that Christopher Searcy died, a headline read, Just outside hospital, teen lay bleeding to death. Many times it seems that churches are surrounded by people that desperately need to hear the gospel. Yet Christians are content to share it only with those that manage to come inside the church. But Christ took the initiative, left his heavenly abode, and came to bind up the wounds of the fallen human race, and at great cost. For by his wounds we have been healed, writes St. Peter. And we, of course, must do the same. Looking outside of our own walls, our insides, our guts, ought to be stirred to compassion, seeing so many of our tormented fellow human beings ignorant of the saving grace and the hope that Christ and Christ alone can bring. He is the only remedy for miserable humanity. And the people out there are really, really suffering. Not only are there the homeless and the hungry in the physical sense, but even more critically is that they are there far from their home, the kingdom of God found within the church. And they are truly starving because they do not have the food of immortality that leads to eternal life, Christ himself. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, we cannot delay, but must act with a sense of urgency to compassionately share the truth, the light, and the life with people around us, our neighbors, so many of which are indeed harassed by the demons and half dead because they do not know the Lord and the salvation that he brings. Let us be good Samaritans after the first and great Samaritan, Jesus Christ, the hope of the hopeless and the help of the helpless, the compassionate physician of our souls and bodies, to whom be the power and the glory forevermore. Amen.